All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another SJ Radio podcast. I am super excited for today's guest. Today, we have Max Higgins here, a Burlington comedian. I'm sure some of our listeners may know. And Max, you're actually just, or I don't know if it happened too recently, but you're just nominated and finalized as the Burlington comedian of the year of 2023 from seven days. So congrats on that. Very well deserved. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you doing, Max? Thank you, Sam. I'm good. I'm having, I'm good. I'm hanging out. I'm having fun. Good, 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 good. I also meant to mention this in the intro too, but you have, you, I mean, you already host Comedy Wolf, of course, your open mic at Radio Bean, which is an absolutely great venue. If anybody's looking for some good comedy, go there. First Thursday of every month, I believe, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. first Thursday is an open mic, third Thursday is a show. There you go. Third Thursday is the show. And then you also have the talk show for the Vermont Comedy Club, which is coming up in about a month, October. Right? Yes, October, October 11th, first show. 4th, 11th, and 18th. It's called Talk Show with Max Higgins. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a talk show. I'm going to talk to people in Vermont doing cool stuff, and there's going to be you know, music and sketch and all this fun stuff. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be such a blast. And yeah. I advise, I mean, your links will be posted below, but definitely go check out Max's stuff. You have a, just going through your clips and reels on Instagram, you have a way of just, I don't know. I, I've found so many bits so funny, especially the hat one. There's the one about uh, the guy <laughs> where it's just like, it might just be a hat for him. Like if a guy, it, it's a really funny bit about a dude Thank wearing a Trump you. hat who doesn't know that he's wearing a Trump hat. And I think I think there's some dads out there that that must be a thing. So <laughs> Thank you, really Sam. I appreciate you checking it all out. Yeah. It's, oh, my oh, gosh. Of course. Of course. Uh, one of the first things I wanted to ask you here, just to get us kicked off, okay. not comedy related, but I'm just curious if you are a big dog or a small dog person, or maybe you're not a dog person at all. But what do you prefer? Oh, great question. Big dog, for sure. No question. Big dog, but asterisk. Big dog, but not big slobbery. I'm talking big, like, shepherd, husky, like, sort of working, pointy ears, large, but, like, not overwhelming. Right? That's for sure where I land. What about you? I'm I'm a medium. I mean, I guess I didn't add myself into this. I'm a medium dog person. Like labs, I love labs. I feel like they're a medium dog. I can go golden doodles. Maybe they're big. I don't know. But I don't know if I'm like I'm trying to think of like the big, big dogs. But sometimes when dogs get too big, I I mean I like them, but I just don't know if that's what I'd want to own as an owner. Oh, for sure. I don't think I simply could, but I love to see them around. I'm like, you would overpower me. There is a, dude, I don't know the the breed's name, but there's some dog that gets walked down Church Street a lot that is actually like four and a half feet tall. It's like the biggest dog I've ever seen. Is it a Great Dane? Yeah, I think it's a great, I think it's a Great Dane. I think that's the breed um, because I asked the owner. To that (laughs) point. What is that? (laughs) Well, I, I live in Winooski and there's a dog that walks around here and it's so big, but it's like tall and slender and it looks like a ghost to me. It's white long fur <laughs> and it like sort of walks around like this oh, and man. I 
I don't even want to know what kind of dog it is because I'm convinced it's not fully a dog. I think something's oh, happening here. Yeah, crossbreed action. It's I'm like, there's some what would that even be? No, I love I love dogs. They come in so many shapes and sizes. I'm a my family owns a small dog. Um Ooh, and, and she's you know, she's she's super sweet to us, but she's like very she hates men, she hates all men. Can't bring my guy friends over, you know. It's like, <laughs> yap, 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 protect, protect. But like any any girl and any old lady, she'll just curl up and like she's so calm. It's hilarious. Wait, interesting. I actually and to the point typically I have a mild small dog prejudice. My neighbors have a very small dog, and I went over yesterday and we sort of became friends. It was, I know, and that is not typical of me in small dogs. So what I'm saying is I have room in my heart, but yeah, I have room to grow on the topic. In in your heart, do you think you are a big dog or a small dog? I think in my heart, I am a small to medium dog that acts like a big dog. Mm -hmm. But then if I like really get in a fight with big dogs, I'm like, well, I'm just a small dog. So it actually doesn't count. (laughs) Yeah. It's sort of the energy I I walk around with. I think. No, I think that's good energy to have. Well, thanks for indulging uh, my little icebreaker question there to get into some of your comedy stuff. I listened to this podcast you were on today. Which I hope this isn't too much digital stalking for me. For it's you, fine. You know, like it, I think you like have the to. Goose, the Goose podcast. Okay, it was, yeah. It was like this the one Goose Jam Band. <laughs> do you, what, what do you know about jam bands first? Me, I, I don't know literally anything at all. I know you're okay. super into jam bands. Of course, I'm a UVM student, so jam bands, <laughs> huge thing here. But for me, you know, I, for some reason, like live music, like going to basement shows and seeing jam bands, here at school like i've done it but it's never spoken to me too much like it's not really my thing that's Um, fine okay i just wanted the context for you listening to okay okay and you're a huge you're a huge fish fan of course like the jam band so i know we don't connect there but (laughs) i think we'll connect elsewhere on the podcast i hope um yes (laughs) so on the podcast you said that you did a lot of improv in high school or improv was kind of like your start or something that you love and yeah. when i watch your clips on instagram you're usually able to riff off of people in the crowd very well i've noticed and i was wondering if improv has been able to help you um in your comedy like in your stand oh my gosh how so totally that's i mean that's a great question i think Improv for sure laid the base, like the foundation for being on stage absolutely came from improv. I started just acting in in plays and musicals and improv was the first place I remember thinking, oh, something's happening here that's really special and like getting laughs and just trying to get the laugh no matter what, even if it means like making a fool of yourself. And I think that is the number one transferable skill that I still think I'm trying to fully incorporate like the lessons of improv into my standup because to some degree, like standup, you're up there yourself. Part of you, it's hard to, part of you still wants to seem a little cool. Like standup is kind of rock and roll. Like you're up there, you're sort of cool. But getting the laugh sometimes means like you are the butt of the joke. 
and that improv is like that is the name of the game um and I, I haven't done improv in so long and I would love to get back to it for that reason it's like I think it gets you into your body in this way that's the other part of it but all of this to say I had a really wonderful teacher who like sort of ran that improv troupe and like put you through what it means to be an improviser to listen to other people to make an absolute fool of yourself um so yeah I in so many ways that had like in a long-term arc led me to stand up absolutely yeah no you mentioned making yourself the butt of the joke and when I've gone to see comedy and stand up sometimes the joke will be that like this bit really didn't work out for this comedian and they'll just maybe end it with like fuck <laughs> like they'll just say that yeah. under the mic like i'm sorry y'all like that one was not it let's move on and that will get like a rouse of laughter to kind of push them to keep going and i think i don't know i guess another question i have is how was it when you were first starting out like when a joke doesn't hit like just continuing was that a muscle you had to build or was that something you had from the start oh my gosh 100% had to build when I started and it didn't work it was a nightmare it was the worst thing that ever happened but to the to the point of the last question I think a lesson I learned from improv and just acting is taking rejection like whether it's auditions or you know messing something up on stage it's like you really learn to just keep returning like keep coming back is really what it is um so when I like when I started I was most of it was not working like absolutely um and you just have to essentially trick yourself into uh, showing up again, whether that means you convince yourself it was sort of fine, even <laughs> if it was not. Um, so that's absolutely a skill. And I think for me, once I started trusting myself to keep showing up, I no longer had to trick myself into thinking it was good. So now I can like do badly and say, that was sort of bad. What can we change? Because I know I'm in it, whereas at the beginning, you're like really trying not to get scared away. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I I have seen many YouTube clips because I love watching stand-ups. You know, John Mulaney oh, talks yeah. about how horrible he was the first couple times he went up. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, really? Because it's so hard to imagine when you're watching his, I mean, even his new special that just came out. It was just amazing. You know, he's one of the best out there. And it's nice to know, I think, for people who go in to start that, like, it's you're not it's not something like if you go and you try anything for the first time, whether it's like a sport or you're taking a new class, new subject, you know, there's going to be a learning curve. And it's just like that it just feels like the stakes are way higher because everyone is watching you. Yes, there's a great Mulaney quote from like a recent um, podcast interview where someone asks about his start. And he says that he was really frustrated that he wasn't better faster. And I remember that's thinking that as well, because if, if you know comedy, it's like you can see that you're not doing well. And like, you know what good comedy looks like. And you're like, why am I not doing that? Um, yeah, no, he's awesome. I 
Yeah, I'm always for people trying to start. I'm always just trying to convince them to keep showing up. I'm like, right. it, it does not matter if it is good. It's just that period. You have to. But the stakes, you're right. It is the stakes of, are you willing the to be embarrassed in front of a room? You know, I didn't really know if I was going to mention it on the okay. podcast because it wasn't totally related. But at your show, Comedy Wolf, I decided yes. to try three minutes of stuff. Wait, oh my God. But you weren't there. I was going to oh be like, my... oh, hey, Max, it's me, the guy who DM'd you, by the way. But of course, your friend Ange oh, decided you did to it do it. When... This week, like you so just I did, it, did this... it. I just did it for the first time. How I've been was like it? A... It, was, it was like so fun and also terrifying, of course, yeah. you know, because it's okay. like, but I went up, I'd done like my bits, only run through them like four or five times that day. So they were all like half baked, but I went up there and did my stuff about like FaceTime calls. And, you know, I got some pity laughs because I was like, I have to tell them it's my first time. I've never done this. Yeah, yeah, for Get sure. The tell them for laughs. sure. But I'm, I'm only bringing this up just to sort of like say what you're saying for like starting. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. I like started sweating a lot. I, did, I started not hearing myself. <laughs> I started looking at the ground. It was like just all the things. Okay, that makes me so happy that you showed up. And I'm so sorry I could not be there for that one. Please <laughs> so come good. back. I would love to see you. Um, it's crazy how you start to, like, all of a sudden see your bodily functions in this different way. You're like, I'm not in control of my sweat. And, like, my mouth is dry. And so sorry. No, yeah, it's, like, very, very crazy. Yeah, you're like, what is, how is this happening? <laughs> It's, I'm, I'm like watching yourself. It's you wild. You gotta have like your notebook and everything. That's another question I have for you is when you go up and you're doing, let's say you have four minutes, it's four minutes um, at your show. When you go up, mm -hmm. do you have a list of multiple things? Like if you're like, oh, this isn't really hitting right now. I'll switch to this other joke I've thought of. Do you switch Yeah, around? I should more. I do a little, I have a list. I would say I lean towards I will just go in the direction I'm going, even if it's sort of tanking, because if I have a list, my hope is that like, okay, if this one didn't hit, I think maybe the next one will bring it back because I'm pretty meticulous with if I'm going in that direction where I'm like, I have it all laid out. I have some pivot moments. Like if it's truly, I'm like, I either need to, put on a new thing at the end of this to circle it all to try and land this plane i do it sometimes but often i will just die by what i wrote on the piece of paper yeah. and let it be like yeah it sort of tanks but i needed to try this <laughs> i think that speaks to you being like comfortable now that you've done it for a while and you know had so much success as well that like it's okay when it doesn't work too especially because then you know yeah it. um for your start I'm curious, like, when exactly? I know you went to UVM, of course. Did you do stand up while you were in college, or was that something that happened after you graduated? No, it was after I graduated. I sort of knew about the comedy club while I was at UVM, but I was not brave enough yet. I had to think about it for a long time. And I, I think I went up for the first time, maybe my senior, maybe, okay. Maybe literally my senior spring at UVM, I went uh -huh. up for the first time ever. And I was like, oh, I'm never doing that again, for sure. 
and then COVID happened. And then like a year after that, I was like, Hey, remember that thing I absolutely flopped at once? Give it another go. Yeah. It was like, well, after that, I was just like, I I'm desperate to get into another like artistic thing. I love performing and it's like, what, whatever, what the hell, you know? Yeah. No one knows like, me here. <laughs> it seems like you do so much. I was, uh, so, you know, on my digital, you know, Max Higgins searches, um, I know I found that you have a band, of course, your band, yeah. I think it's Headgear, right? Correct. Is that what it's called? Yay. So you're in a band, Headgear. It seems like you play guitar. You had some cool photos um, yeah. recently. And then, of course, you like have these beautiful paintings of like Jeff Goldblum that you <laughs> yes. made so long ago. <laughs> I um, made them at UVM. Was, yeah, at UVM, which was awesome. Just <laughs> You know, Jeff Goldblum's a very handsome man. You depict him very well. Um, Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, and you do designs and stuff. Like, I forget what, I think it was the Zero Gravity um, Brewery here. Yeah. designed um, a beer can for one of them. Yeah, I do some stuff. specialty beer can. I work at Zero Gravity and I do design there mostly. So, yeah, I'm sort of so up cool. to a, a gamut of things. Um. Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to get at. And my question that I'm trying to stumble through is, um, <laughs> is why does creating in so many different mediums call to you? We, oh, I, well, I can speak to a few of them. I think they have different purposes in my life or not purposes, but they sort of live in different spaces and depending on how I'm feeling or where I've been in my life, some have been either more like logistically sound or felt like they were getting at what I was feeling. Like there have been times where I was way more into writing music and, and playing with the band um, or like for obviously all of school, it's like drawing was sort of one of the first things I ever got myself into. A lot of it is, is self-expression um, but even more than that, I think at this point in my life, I really gravitate towards the ones that connect me to other people. And I think for me, stand up is like the one that really does that because I think my my skill set um allows me to have some freedom. And in that freedom, I feel comfortable to like connect to people. Um and like that one is so like you're so close to the people and you're like really just talking to them yeah um and there are times and still like i'll have a day where i just want to like write songs and not and that's sort of my main thing but yeah i think they all have a lot of like they have a different feel to them um but i think that's pretty common like people who are into creative pursuits like you're always trying to find you know where it's you where you fit stuff absolutely yeah no i imagine I mean, of course, they don't directly relate, but when you're just creating all the time, whether it's music, stand up, um, designs, art, like they can lead you to other different paths and other things too. Mm -hmm. um, for you, when you're kind of, of course, like with your reels, I mentioned the one with the, you know, the guy who was just another hat. Yeah. Or um, just like the thing about, I, I think you performed the Bernie Sanders joke. Yeah, the Bernie Sanders joke with the shirt. And then you performed yeah. in New York and you're talking about how you're just expecting people to know it was your birthday and like shake your hand okay. and high five. And I'm just wondering yes. for you, when you go through your day to day and you're having these moments happen, how do you 
I don't know if this is a word, but how do you like comedify it? How do you turn it into the bit? I'm 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 gonna make it a word for sure. <laughs> commodify, commodify. Right. Um. Well, it depends on like it really it depends on what kind of day I'm having or what attitude I have toward my day. Because if I'm in a space where I'm writing a lot, going about my day, it comes, it just flows so easily. Like something happens, and I just say it in my mind and I'm like that's how I would say it because everything I'm seeing is like you know part of my perspective that I write into this like joke so everything is part of it if I'm having a day where I'm not writing and not feeling it that can feel sort of like impossible or like I'll have to save it for later um so to some degree it's a little bit of you just leave it up to like whatever power does that but I think I've been able to find ways to go about my life that make that more conducive. Like if I'm writing every day, I can expect it's like gonna be easier for things to become jokes. So I can control that. I can't control if it really becomes a joke or is funny, but I can like throw my efforts at certain things. Yeah, yeah. you control like building the skill and then yeah. you get to take what life throws at you. Um, yes yeah no that's super cool one of it's cool to see how there's the comedian sam denny who <gasps> yeah at your stuff and um i interviewed him and i of course covered your your show your debut for the cynic the school paper at uh uvm but i ran into sam denny and interviewed him and i ran into him like maybe a month later in city market and i was like are you doing any new bits he's like oh yeah i'm really into this like low testosterone uh, oh like, I my have low gosh. testosterone and that was like maybe three weeks before your next open mic and come open mic he steps up he's doing all the low testosterone jokes and i could see how much work he'd put into like just this one idea he had one day into the right. bit and it was just super super cool to see yes and i'm such a i am a firm believer in that it's like if you keep writing and rewriting it's like even if it is not funny for the first while it's like you can really see it in other people's stuff you're like oh you clearly drafted that and did a lot of versions and threw ran, ran it by people and by people i sometimes mean the audience um, <laughs> right. absolutely what do you i'm curious too what do you like to do outside of your creative mediums do you have any other like random hobbies Okay. Ooh, good question. Because <laughs> there was a time where this was like, yeah, this is just like the interesting hobby I tell people about. But now I'm like, oh, yes. Okay. I should. Um, I'm trying to think what is interesting that I do. I do this a lot. <laughs> so it's um, outside of my creative. Okay. Okay. No. That's okay, too. Don't let me I pressure read. hobby you, you know? No, that's okay, fine. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm in a band. I'm like, that's, again, that's still the same sort of <laughs> thing, kinda, though. I kind of took all the things you do, and I was like, so what else do you do? So what, it's not so really what else fair. Do you do that's not you must do more, right? There must be more. <laughs> I'm like, is there any more time in the day? I'm like, is there what else do I do? No, <laughs> <Okay>. I also, <laughs> I, uh, that's a lot of it, but I will watch, I watch a lot of, uh, here's another thing I do that's not any of these, that's, maybe interesting um i watch 80s movies that's oh okay yeah yeah if i have time to like watch a movie i'll try and cover an 80s movie i haven't seen 
What's some of your favorite 80s movies? Great question. RoboCop. Okay, yeah. Top Gun, which used to sort of be a niche answer, but is now, and that's fine that it is now cool right. again. Um, this movie called Real Genius with Val Kilmer. Okay. And then it's like sci-fi campy classic. It's like students versus the government kind of vibe. Oh, I love it. Right. And then this movie called uh, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Through the Eighth Dimension. It's like <laughs> cult classic campy free um back to the future vibes but it's yeah, like sort no. of tapping into that world that'd be a great like indie song title too i think oh my god the yeah. way laid out i would listen to that um <laughs> yes that's funny i i know that you know one of the bits you do is that you know you're looking for people's dads um <laughs> in the stands of course and you just talk about how you know all of the dad's favorite movies because no, you that's... know when you're going about dating older men i'm sure that's like that's perfect. You're like, oh yeah. Do you know what was it? Real, real genius? No, it wasn't. Yes, real genius or... it is real no, genius. And they'll okay. be like, no, and I'll be like, well, I know all about this. <laughs> Let me tell you about your childhood. <laughs> no, literally, it's unfortunate how true that. That's so funny that that's that is exactly <laughs> it. And people always think that's a joke, and then I start like talking about '80s movies, and they're like, oh okay. No, this is a real thing. That's great. No, that's great. I uh. Uh, no, that's something I'm just still working on is just a human, just like watching movies. I, I'm not a movie watcher. So when the references pop up, you know, I'm just a blank slate. They're like, come on, you haven't seen that? Like my oh. roommates were rewatching The Matrix. I was like, I just rewatched The Matrix too. No way. Maybe it's in right now. They're like, how have you not seen The Matrix? So I'm always upsetting people. So I usually just try to like <laughs> say, yeah, and like not even get get out of the conversation without admitting how little I've seen. Sure. Um, but interestingly, I have become that since starting stand up because I don't have time to watch movies now. So now I know what it feels like to be the person. I'm like, <laughs> wait, this sucks. Everyone's so mad at you. Right. No, everyone's mad. Everyone knows everything that you don't. Um, I definitely want to go to the theater more. You know, I was actually oh, yeah. kind of excited about that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, I, yeah. My friend said he liked it. I saw it at like 97% Rotten Tomatoes. So I was like, for sure, going to make this happen. And then it wasn't at, um, of course, the Roxy. So I was like, okay. I don't know if I'm driving to Essex for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I needed it to be literally a two-minute walk from work. Like I get off at 9 p.m. Yes. I walk there and watch it because I work at City Market, of course. Right. You um, were like, this is, you were like, I, that was as much effort as I could buy. For Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, so. That's uh that's kind of where I'm at with movies. That's but really funny. I'm also interested because I know, of course, you didn't grow up in Vermont or in Burlington. Sure. So when you were coming here to go to UVM, what was your first impression of the city here? Oh my gosh, I loved it right away. I love Burlington so much. I, I mean, there was like the fish thing of it all that was like my my into it, but I think just being here, right? Of course. <laughs> I remember my senior year, I like did one of these visits at UVM, um, where you like sleep in some kid's dorm, like on the floor, and they took me up the fire escape of Williams, and which I believe is now closed, and you're not allowed to do. Yeah, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, though. Oh, have you ever been up it? 
Um, no, but it's been voted oh. like the best place to kiss someone in the city. Oh my god! I, I never is... kissed anyone there. I just went up there for the view and the vibes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember I went up there, uh, and the person who took me was too scared to go all the way to the top. I went right up there and I looked over Badass. the whole city right as the sun was setting. <laughs> and I was like, this place is amazing. I really have to live here. Like, I have to make that happen. Yes. We need a max signal, like a bat signal. Like, that's where you go. And then it's like, come down to the Vermont Comedy Club. It's talk show time. <laughs> it's talk oh. show time. That's where, that's the next promo is at the, the fire. Yes. <laughs> Please. Um, did you ever do the improv club at UVM? No, I think I signed up for the listserv and then didn't show up. <laughs> I got then no, I got scared away. Yeah, no, that's I I went I think once or twice, but I'm still signed up for the listserv. Oh, so you'll never know. I I'm went. Yes, yeah, it, it, it was in 2020. <laughs> I still get every email that you could. I graduated get, four so. years ago. I'm still getting the email. Still get, that's so funny. You should just show up. Just go. I should. Hey I guys, should. what's up, college people? Okay, I I just thought of another okay. question. Okay. Um. So I'm a senior now, mm-hmm. and I officially feel like very old on campus because people are visibly younger. I thought yeah. I looked old when I got there. Now I know I absolutely didn't. Um, what is it like? Because I consider Burlington a college city. Um, yeah. And maybe that's just because I'm in college. So correct me. Um, but no what is it I... like? What is it like for you to you know live here and be out of UVM, but still have UVM be the hub of a bunch of different things? Oh, it's interesting i i'm fine with it now it's funny to have the place that you were like kind of young and still growing up still be where like it's weird to be here still in that way i imagine right because i feel very different now um i will say the first year out of uvm it was weird and i kind of didn't like it because you feel really old but you don't belong there anymore but you don't belong here. Now that I feel more established, it's very, I love seeing the college kids. Like to me, it's very cute. I'm like, they're, they're young and they're like really excited to go places. And that's, what's cool to me is like the fact that it's the hub is in the way of like, it's bringing this fresh crew of young people who are like excited to get into like shows and music and anything. Um, so I like it. It's like a fresh energy and it like chills out in the summer and um, it's fun. Now, I just did my UVM postering route <laughs> today, like, because you got to like hang up posters. And it's so fun for me to be like, oh, my gosh. This is your school. The yeah, alma like, mater. At, I'm like, look at these kids. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. Do you, are you in the Davis Center? You got some headshots, talk show. I I probably will. This was for a comedy wolf show coming up, but I will okay, ultimately gotcha. have to drop a couple just to I'll Absolutely. have to stunt uh, a little bit. You know, the people who listen to this are UVMers. So Oh my gosh, what's of course, up guys? For all the listeners who go to UVM, which is essentially all of you, you know, you have to go down for the talk show, the comedy wolf shows. The talk show, I may I feel like it's making me sound like I'm a bad host and I don't know the name. Um, here it is called talk show, right? It's called talk show, yeah. October 4th, 11th, 18th at yes. Vermont Comedy Club. Get there. Um, can do you know who your guests are? Have you planned out the list? 
I have. I'm announcing it tomorrow. When does this come out? I'll just say it now. It won't be. Yeah, it won't be tomorrow. So. Okay. Awesome. The guests for the first night are Infinite Cold Pleasure and Tiptoe. And then um, the second night, it's Ryan Miller from Guster and Liza Phillips, uh, visual artist. And then the third night is awesome. Taylor Small and um, Wei Wei Wang. So it's kind of just going to go yeah. off. There's going to be it's some gonna... musical guests announced, but I'm Good. stoked. Good. Oh, my gosh. I thought you were about to say Taylor Swift. So the Taylor oh my God. S came out. I was like, okay, this is this is incredible. <laughs> you were like, wait, In this is Burlington, Vermont. Psycho. <laughs> That's got Taylor um... Swift. <laughs> How okay? I have another question. Um, yeah, sorry, and then I'm probably going gonna have things. to get out of here in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to take up uh, too much time. Um, but like on a level of one to ten, where are you as a Swifty? Um, Great question. I, it's hard to say because I don't know enough to be called a Swifty. I would. I'm gonna say five for the purposes of like I don't really know a lot. I like the music, and I have a couple songs like on playlists that I'm like. Yeah, yeah this goes off if i saw her i'd probably lose my mind um but like i don't have the, i haven't made the effort is what i'm right. saying no i love that i love that that's like a five on the spectrum scale that's probably I where think... i am too like i like cruel summer i like some of her other songs and for me like if that's another artist and someone asked me about them I'm like oh yeah i'm a huge fan just because i've liked like four songs but with taylor swift it has to be like oh no i don't really know her just no, you, like, can't even claim I... Well, because if you do, then some real Swifty is going to try to talk to you and then you will be embarrassed. You'll be so embarrassed. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I know they're making that documentary on her tour soon. Um, I know. I will. I did watch the other like I watched Miss Americana. Right. And again, if I watched the documentary for another band, I'd be like, that's my favorite band. Right. But <laughs> for her, like, I'm, I'm like, that's five, almost nothing. I know her so much. and so good. Well. <laughs> Max, thank you so much for your time uh, today and coming on here and just chatting. This was so yeah. fun. Everybody, go to the Comedy Wolf shows. You can find Instagram. I believe it's Max underscore headgear. It'll be linked Correct. in the description. You can find all of Max's stuff there. Go check out the comedy reels. They're so funny. You're just an incredible comedian. Thank you so much for taking the time to come chat today. And yeah, I look forward to going to one of your shows sh soon. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. And please come back to Open Mic. I would love to see you do stand up. <laughs> Absolutely. We need to improve like a lot, like on preparation, but um, perhaps you I'll got be there. it. No yes. promises. Yay. Okay. No but promises. I've been nudged. I've been nudged. By yes. This, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right. Sweet. Thanks, Matt. Bye, Sam. All right, that does it for the episode. Just want to give another huge thank you here to Max Higgins for coming on the show. I had so much fun talking to them about Comedy Wolf, their stand-up, their new show, of course, the talk show that's coming out at the Vermont Comedy Club. Check that out on their Instagram at Max underscore headgear. It'll be linked in the description. Don't worry about that. But that's what I've got for you guys here. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you're enjoying fall, the fall season that's come around. And uh, I don't think I have anything else for you. I hope you have a good day. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>